Hey yo, what's going on? This is Nathan McFly of the 20 by 20 podcast and this is a new installment of Conversation Fridays. I know it's been a while since we had one, but we've been working extremely hard here at the 20 by 20 podcast. As you know, we got the new merch out with the Brian Pillman shirt. I put out a teaser on the Instagram page, the 20 by 20 podcast Instagram page of the next two teas we got coming out. It's going to be fire, fire. So you already know what Conversation Fridays is. We go around social media. We look at, you know, certain people that follow us. We follow them. We ask them to get on the show. And if, you know, we're lucky enough to get them on, we get them on. This week, we had the pleasure of talking with Rocco. Rocco is a co-founder of Rap, Rap Fest. If you don't know what Rap Fest is, it was the largest, fastest growing live entertainment and digital media company based in New York. They specialize in concert promotion, new media, artist development, and much, much more. He was at one point the senior editor at The Source. Mark, he did marketing for Sony Music. He worked for High 97 doing digital work. He talks about the platforms he he, he worked on uh, in Flex We Trust, uh, DJ Enough. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. He's worked with everybody's favorite artists. He's been out there 10 plus years in the game. His resume speaks for itself. Now, we go into his whole history within music, his love of professional wrestling, you know, that started as a young kid and just grew, grew more and more as the attitude ever went in and the wars, you know, Monday Night Wars, we get into all that. And we talked about also how what producer will make a fire entrance and for what wrestler. What he came up with was just fire. I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. And if it ever happens, that would be dope. So this is our talk with. Rocco, check it out. What? It's the 2020 podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and I'm your host Nathan McFly. My boy Wood joining in the building, but I got my boy Rocco here. Rocco, what's good, G? Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? How's, How's everything? How's everything? Chilling, chilling over here. You know, quarantine, trying to you know go go by the day and the night. Well, you know what I'm saying. So a whole lot of shit out here. I just don't want to be outside right now, B. Yo, for real, like. Shit, I was I was about to go get a slice earlier from across the street, but I was just like, let me let me chill. I got food in here. Let me not let me not be extra. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to just go outside and then motherfucker come out of nowhere and start coughing. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rocco, tell tell um, you know, tell our uh, our audience a little about yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in the music industry for almost 10 years now actually um i do digital marketing and i'm a content producer okay so like when it comes to content like um i'm a co-founder of the rap fest built the website uh uh put together the staff the original staff and ran everything on that end on the on the pr and publicity end um i did uh music blogging for funk flex and dj enough hot 97 wow I was senior editor at the source. Started off as a sports editor at the source, then graduated after senior editor, and oh, then nice. um, and then um, started producing visual content. Um, the the Nipsey Hustle documentary on title that came out in 2018. I was associated produ- I was associate producer on that, and associate producer and executive producer on other pieces of content that are floating around online. Got some stuff in the works right now. And then how I've been paying the bills is just digital marketing for artists. Like, been helping to break artists for 
what seven years now oh wow awesome that's what's up so like I, like you were just saying you know you worked at hot nine you know influential radio station here in new york and all over the country a legendary magazine like the source um like how how did i you say you went to school what school you went to i went to berkeley college only only people in new york and New Jersey gonna know that school. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's a business school. I went to the campus in White Plains in Westchester. Oh, nice. What 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 part of New York are you from? Um, you know, you, niggas never know where this place is at. Rockland <laughs> County. Rockland County, of course, of course, I know where Rockland County is, man. They had um, <laughs> damn. Oh no, 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 wait. I think I'm, I think I'm mistaking it for New Rochelle, but I heard of Rockland County though. Oh, you, oh, you, you talking about? New Rock City at New Rochelle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so 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 we across the river, the Tappan Zee Bridge or the Cuomo Bridge. We on the other side. Ah, got you. And then so we connected to Westchester. Yeah. And New Jer- and North Jersey. So like where I live right now, like I could literally walk to Jersey if I wanted to. Oh shit, that's fire. Damn, I right. so like we like like about twenty five minutes outside of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, you guys, you guys ain't that far, man. Come on, it's all New York, man. <laughs> Nigga, we all suffering in this quarantine. <laughs> exactly, we all suffering, b. We all suffering. But um, like, what was like, what was like one of your your most like accomplished um, I guess like editorials when working at the source. Working at the source, my favorite moment, and I know this moment too, and I had a lot of highlights at the source. I'm not even going to front, bro, because <laughs> this, this shit was going so fast because there was so much going on at that time. There's certain stuff I look back on, and I'm like, damn, yeah, I did do that, or I did do this interview, or I did do that. Around what but year was this, if you don't mind me asking? This was fall 2014 to summer 2016. Oh, okay. That was a lot of good music coming out there. So, like, I remember, like, my first, the first ever interview Fetty Wap ever did yeah, was with me. And that was also my first interview. Oh, wow. At the source, at the source right? That was actually, like, my first major interview ever. And I remember, like, telling him that at the end of the interview. And that nigga was like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, and then it's crazy, like, a year later, yeah, the source gave him Rookie of the Year, and I did that cover story in Oh, that's and that was, fire. And that, and that was my first cover story. But uh, my favorite moment working at The Source was I did, um, I covered the NBA Finals for 2015. And Ooh. I did I did interviews with um, with Chauncey Bullops okay. and Jalen Rose. And Jalen Rose is someone I've been a fan of for years. Oh, when hell was, yeah. When he, when he was balling and when he had, when he started his podcast, when he went to the show. That, that's and, like, probably one of the best podcasts I've, like, sports podcasts I've ever heard, like, in general. Word. And, and, like, dog, that, that interview, like, you know, sometimes you're doing an interview with someone and it's just, like, trying to, like, just rush you. You know what I mean? Not, they keep it professional, but you can sense, like, it's like, okay, yes, I'm just answering next question. But, like, this was a conversation, bro. We spoke for, like, about an hour. And we covered everything, bro. Hip hop, like his uh, Jalen Rose Leadership Academy, everything. That was that was my favorite. That shit is still up online right now. That's dope. Yeah, man. He, he has that academy for like underprivileged kids out, out in um yeah. out in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's dope. I, I always respect everything he did. He just seems like a real, real person, bro. Yeah, he's a real genuine dude. Like real genuine dude. Yeah, man. And then the way when he does his interviews and he's holding the bat, that shit is that shit is jokes right there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so after working for after working for the source is that where the the doors open for hot 97 nah the hot 97 was first oh hot 97 hot 90, was first 
Hot 97 was first. Me and my boy in college, we had a blog. It was called Chops and Kicks. It was moving at the time. It was like a small blog. We started doing interviews with models and up and coming rappers. Okay. But then, but then I I, I went from there to Hot. Ah, because right? I used to manage DJ Relly Rel. Okay. And oh, DJ Relly Rel got me into Hot 97. And oh, then when I God. when I got that experience from there, that's when I started making relationships everywhere. And then that's that's what led into um actually. For while I was at Hot, I started Rap Fest. Yeah, and then went into Source. So like that was a chaotic time in my life, bro. Like 2015, that was a year. I remember I collapsed twice that year. Get out of your word. I was doing I was doing the Source Rap Fest, which I was in charge of. And by by this time at the Source, I'm in charge of a lot of shit too because I'm senior editor at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm still blogging for Hot. And I'm like doing marketing for artists on the side to make ends meet. Oh shit! Right? Because there was times where, bro, I wouldn't even like get a chance to sleep for a few days. Oh, you know nah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. then, I, and, and then, and then the niggas still out being mixy, going yeah. to events, <laughs> so drinking and all this stuff, and not sleeping, and then yeah, like you're just grinding, grinding. Yeah, and then like. And then, um, and, and you know, Rosenberg said something years ago that's so true, and people don't realize it. Whenever you see someone that works at multiple different places in media at the same exact time, yeah, that usually means that they're not getting paid much at the place. Yeah, that you just like you just said, like you were you were you know promoting artists on the side just to make ends meet. Yeah. And that, and that's a reality for a lot of people, but that's another story for another day. No, no, definitely. No, I, I, I could, you know, I could relate to that because you know when I first started out, uh, I started out as an intern in Def Jam. And, nice. Yeah, but this was a while ago. It was like 2007 when I started there, and then I ended up working there. And I was there for about six and a half, seven years before like I gave up on the whole music shit. But yeah, man, just just I, I got a chance to to be in the building. Um, I don't know if you know Polo. He works for uh, Rock Nation of now. I, of course, I know Polo. That's my brother right there. He's the one that hired me. <laughs> word, word, word. Yeah, that's my boy, man. Yo, I've known him for over ten years already. I knew him when he was at Def Jam, and then still know him after he went to Rock uh, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's, he's the one that got me in, got me in, in the door, and yo, like like you, I was just running all over the place trying to do everything and. <laughs> And just just to make ends meet, like you were just saying, and I had to slow down at one point because even the doctor was like, "Yo, you're not getting no sleep, you know, your blood pressure up, all this other stuff." And I was yo, just like, "Yo, like that 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 story about having to go to the doctor, the doctors telling you like, yo, you need to take better care of yourself, blood pressure up.' That you said that about yourself. That's been true for me, and that's been true for a lot of other people that's been in that position where you grind and trying to come up. In this exactly." Game. Exactly, man. So it's like you know, I, I feel, I feel your grind, baby. I already know. I mean, yo, don't get it fucked up. Nowadays, like things, things are much better now. So like now, like after a certain time, I shut it down. Unless it's an emergency, it could wait till tomorrow. Like I, I, I pick and choose what I want to work on, and it's just kind of like I'm not like fucking filthy, like hundred millionaire no shit. But like I'm doing well, but I'm not. I don't. I don't want to say I don't give a fuck about money, but I don't I don't worship money. No, definitely. You 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 just got to drive to want to you want to do this. It's something that you know you love. So so it's just kind of like as long as I'm able to pay my bills and I could do like if I want to go to this 
game or if I want to go to this show or I want to do this, or I want to take my girl out, like, and I could afford to do that and I could pay my bills and do whatever and save and do all that. I'm good. Like I don't, so I don't need to like, um, there's some people that feel like they got to hoard money. Like any money opportunity that comes, they got to take it. Like if like, yo, if, if I, if I'm not going to be happy doing this, I don't care how much money it is. No, definitely. You got, you got to be happy doing what you're doing. Like somebody, I forgot who had told me that they're like, "Yo, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, look for what you what you're gonna love doing." Because at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, if you don't love what you're doing, you're never gonna do it just to do it. You're just gonna do it just to get the bread and bounce. And it's just like for me, bro. I've met hella rappers. Like I'm talking about world famous artists and celebrities that have a lot of money but are very sad and miserable people and all they're doing is just looking for the next check just so they can keep up with the next other celebrity that stands next to them that makes more money than them exactly and I'm like yo that's a sad life yeah they're keeping up with the Joneses B that's what it is but um like uh you were saying that you're the you were the co-founder of Rap Fest how did the idea of Rap Fest itself come to come about well, originally, the idea of Rap Fest came from the fact that I remember I said I already had a blog mm-hmm. with my boy from college that was doing very well. Okay. And it's funny because someone told me that, that oh, it would never work, right? And then it started working, right? And yeah. then the same person came back to me and was like, if you told, if you wanted to tell me you wanted to do that, we could have did it, whatever, whatever, right? <laughs> so then, so then um, I started working at... Um, uh, in, in Flex We Trust and That's Enough and being in the building at Hot and networking and making these connections and leveraging those brands to get where I need to go. Yeah. And and like the people that I was working with at the time, we just, we had resources and we just came together and we're like, yo, we need to like formulate our own thing, but we need to figure out a way to separate it from everybody else and figure out a way to monetize it more importantly. Okay. So, so the concept, if you go look on YouTube for the Rap Fest, the original concept was we have a blog website, like just like everybody, like a music or magazine, an online magazine, just like every other with editorials, blog posts, stuff like interviews, stuff like that. But the driving force behind it is when you look on YouTube, we were going to have these songs come out, these videos come out every so often. It's featuring an up-and-coming artist nope. that that's in the game right now. Not up-and-coming, but an artist that's active, just active in the trenches. People know this artist right now. Yeah. And then an up-and-coming like newcomer that that nobody knows. And then the third verse is a legend. Right? Oh, okay. And and then the in between each verse, the producer who made the beat is on camera, explaining where he's from and how he made the beat. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And, and then the the producers would pay to submit and once to to join, and then they could submit beats. And if we pick your beats, you know, you get on, you get picked. And then the people who um are the middle verse, the newcomer, they pay to get on as well. Right. All right. And then and then this concept, these videos would air at the time. It wasn't BET jams. It was MTV jams. Yeah. So these are these videos would air on MTV Jams. Oh wow! Because so, me, me and my partners used to get that on MTV Jams, and I used to get it on all the blogs. So the first episode was Smoke Dizza. Um, this 
this dude from Houston named DeLorean, and then the last verse was Prodigy from Mob Deep. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, and then I remember um, the, the second episode was Chris, Chris Webby, um, uh-huh. Gunplay. Gun we had fucking Nick Caution from Pro Era on yeah, there. Yeah. Like, like, you look through it. But then, like, you know, not to, like, get too deep into it, because I'm a different kind of nigga in the sense of, like, all the people that I came into the game with, for the most part, I still have around me, and I'm still very close friends with. Okay. Right? Some of these people I damn near consider my family. Like, shout out to Cheech, shout out to Q, all these people. But, like, sometimes when you're working with people and you're new and you're a creative... Hello? 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 Yo, my bad. Somebody was trying to call me. Fucked up the fucked up the flow. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> now, what were you saying? Nah, maybe maybe the universe was saying I shouldn't go into that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 all, all I'll say is like sometimes when you're a creative working on things in a business aspect, but you're the you're one of the creatives, you're not paying attention. You're too focused on the creativity and not focused on the business and where the money's going. Gotcha. And I and I think you could catch my drift. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, and then basically, at some point, me and a bunch of other people that had a lot to do with Rap Fest being where it was, because don't get it fucked up. We, we it's a groundbreaking company. I got that shit verified. We had faced a lot of opposition. There was jealousy, all this other shit. Yeah, because and, when um, a new when a new idea comes out like that, and every. You know, you know when people are feeling shit because they're gonna try to tell you like, nah, it's not gonna work. Or Bruh, we we had we had like I had my people that worked at various other websites post my shit for me, and the website owners went in and deleted it. Like, See? nah, fuck that. Not 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 because we were competition, but because we figured out a way to make money. Yeah, you figured so, out a way to make money. You ain't include them. So then, and then eventually, like you know, I'm working at the source. And then the owner of the source, Londell, sees what we're doing, and he's like, you know, and you know, I'm not getting paid much over there, right? <laughs> yeah. So he and so he's like, yo, this is groundbreaking. So after the first year, yo, the Rap Fest ends up on the Source Magazine Top Thirty Digital Power Thirty list. Ooh, that's fire! So yeah, I remember that, reading them shits as a kid too, B. After that, there's nothing anyone could say. No. And, then, and 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 that, and that was from Londell seeing my work, my grind, while I'm his employee working on my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and seeing where it's at. So, but but I say that to say like, yo, even though I built that shit like with my bare hands, bro, and I probably should have left that shit long before I eventually left. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. Like when you build some shit, and it's just like, and it's it's it, onto the public. It's like y'all are popping y'all are doing this y'all are doing that but you know shit ain't right shit ain't right for you and shit ain't right for your employees the people who work underneath you the people who take orders from you you know shit ain't right for them and you're trying to make it right it's just like bro you know what i was just like nah bro you do you good you got it and when i left like half of everybody left with me i didn't tell them to and then i'm not trying to like toot my own horn but the shit ain't been the same since i left well, you know, they, they follow the real, B, because, you know, like, you was over there, and like like you said earlier before, it wasn't about the money, it was the love, you know what I'm saying? And then I see the way, like, you, you vibe with the people that, 
that you work with, you know, yeah, like, yo, you, you're, like bro, you're fighting, you're not only fighting for yourself, but you're fighting for a whole crew. Bro, bro, bro I wasn't, I never made one dollar off a of rap fest. And when I tell people that, they be shocked, right? Never made a dollar off a of rap fest. I brought investors, my friends, my personal friends came in and, and, and put money into the rap fest. Wow. And but, but then, but then crime broke. We, I came, and it wasn't even for me. It was like, yo, these people that are working for us, I want to be the difference in this business. A lot of people that blog, that write, they don't get paid. Shit. I want the people that work for me to get paid. Yeah. That's why I brought these investors in. And why, and I'm sitting here arguing, like, yo, why can't these people get paid? And now I'm starting to look crazy. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't do business like that. No, I feel you. It did. But, 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 but the real always prevails because everybody who's left and is doing very well for themselves. That's what's up, man. And yo, listen, you were you would uh you were the man driving that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So everybody I'm pretty sure everybody looks to you and be like, yo, thank you. You know, I'm pretty sure you get a thank you here and there. I mean, yeah, and, and it feels good. And I, that's not what I do it for, but it's like it feels good to like when you not even thank yous, but to see people that came up working with you, yeah, that are doing well for themselves, you know what I mean? Because it's just kind of like, yo, when they was following my orders or following my lead, I didn't even have my shit all the way together, but they believed in me. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, they believed. They believed in the vision. They seen what you were working with. You know what I mean? So that's why it's just like, and don't I don't want to take this as like I'm talking shit or throwing down because I didn't mention no names. Nah, but but it, the facts are facts. Yeah, facts are facts, like you said, man. You know, like, after you left, it ain't been the same. You know, so, I seen that, like, well, I'm guessing right after that is when you opened up your own company, uh, Rocco, Rocco, Rathon. Yeah, like, I, honestly, after I left the Rap Fest, I kind of took, like, a little hiatus. I was still going to events and stuff. Yeah. But I, I started, like, going more into content production and trying to close deals. I was trying to, like, get into TV. I had to learn the ropes in that field. Um, and that was actually a very great time for me because it was just like finally I got a chance to detox. I had quit the Rat Fest, Source, Hot, everything, and I was just like, I'm good with all of this. I'm good. Like I'm, I don't want to do anything. I just want to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? I paid my dues. Now I get to pick because, like, bro, the moment I left Rat Fest, yeah, everybody was blowing up my phone trying to get me to join their team or come work for them or yeah. do this. And I was just like, yo, yo, give me a moment. Like, I need to, like... You need to breathe. Yeah, like, I need to, like, just figure out what I want to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just went from, like, building shit for other people. Like, I don't want to just jump right back into that. So, um, I just took a moment. I, like, I enjoyed that year. I was, like, I, I quit. And, yo, it was election day. 2016 when I quit. Oh, damn. Uh, that's a sad day in history, too. <laughs> right fast. Day Trump got elected. Yep, that's a hello? sad day in history. Yeah, hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah, you hear me? Yep. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, now I hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, um, so um, after that, bro, I just had finally took the time to really like party and enjoy myself and all that and then that's when i started slowly getting back into like marketing but i really wanted to i just been doing shit on my own terms since that time bro that's good man i mean that's that's the way to work man when you could do shit in your own time and actually still make a living to where like you said you know you got your bills paid and you could do the fly shit on the side yo you know living comfortably 
and and that was a lesson that I learned because at that moment, that was when I put my foot down. Like, if the shit don't make sense, I'm not doing it. I don't care how much money it is. And whenever I would turn down something that don't make sense, the universe would reward me, and I would something else would just pop up. Same amount of money, if not more, but exactly what I need. So ever since then, I've been doing that. I just I launched my website last year. Oh, last shit. July, because all the marketing work that I had been doing over the years was all off a of referral. Nobody, I kept it under the rug. Okay. You can't, really, you can't really let people know that you push an artist and you work in that's media at the same time. That's a conflict of interest. Oh, so, it is. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you put, like, imagine you working at, um, you say you hustling letting people know you i do marketing for artists i push artists but yeah i'm also the editor at complex too like they're gonna Complex uh, gonna look at you like what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they, they they think there's a, like a little favoritism being played or something it, like that it, exactly so um there's a lot of people that do that in the game but you just gotta strategically keep that under the rug so but like i officially just put that out there like yeah i do this and then bro like it wasn't until I was putting together the website that I realized all the shit that I had worked on over the years. And I, all the shit that I worked on, I didn't even put all of that on the site. No, it, I, it, there's a lot, you know? Like I, When I went through it, I was just like, damn. Motherfucker been yeah. everywhere. Yeah, man. I, I've, been, I've been in the background of a lot of your favorite stuff that you've consumed over the years. That's dope, man. Uh, I've seen, I seen you work with uh, Smooth L from Brooklyn. How, how, how did that manifest? Yo, Rock. Yeah. yeah. I guess we getting a bad connection here. Just give it a second. Give it a second. Oh, I know shit. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, G. Yeah, yeah. That was with my partner, Jens the Guru. We uh, work digital advertising. Um, He's the digital advertising guru. I'm under his wing on that but i do other digital mar- marketing aspects like with playlisting and other stuff too but i help out with the advertising and basically smooth L man last july july 2019 he came yeah. to us him uh shout out to donald run music the label he signed to okay they came to us for marketing and um we started doing uh advertising on his his single called freedom on youtube yeah and what a lot of people don't understand is like us as digital um, advertising, nobody gets their margins cheaper than us. Their metrics, like uh, we get our ad spend cheaper than anybody in the music industry. Wow. And and yeah. we make sure when, when you're we're running ads on your content, only people who like the type of content you make will see it. Okay. Right? So yeah, yeah. So you, you customize it. Yeah, it's target marketing and we get it for dirt cheap. Right. So like, I'll give you a perfect example. It took, it's business, but whatever. I'll just say it just to, just for the sake of this example. Yeah. It caught, we got him to reach a million views on YouTube off that freedom video for like $1,600. Damn. That was also because the song was so fire. People were engaging with it, but yeah. people were engaging with it because we put it in front of the right audience. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because you guys customize it to the audience that, that likes that type of that type of vibe. Exactly, right? So, so and we did some of that, and we were running ads on the video, and then after the month, I think Atlantic, 300, and Universal reached out to him, 
And then we told Donald, like, yo, just run it up. Just keep running it up. Don't take no deals. And Donald's a smart dude. So he was just like, nah, I'm already, I'm already knowing. So we kept running it up, growing his audience. Because it's not just about views. It's about, like, when we put it in front of the right audience, are they responding to this? Yeah. So, like, are, are your subscribers going up? Are your followers going up? All this other stuff. So once those numbers started to click, everybody's like, okay, there's something here. So by the time, like, October, November rolled around, every label had reached out. Oh man, and 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 then they ended up doing a deal with Interscope. That's dope. And, and and that's just another one of those stories. There's plenty more stories where that came from. Yeah. So like you working with artists, have you worked with other types of brands, like not just in music, but maybe, uh, maybe uh, I don't I don't know, like just with with somebody running like a clothing line, for example, or somebody um, just putting putting a brand out there themselves out there. Um. I have, because I used to do PR. I used to like do walkthroughs and get publicity for artists and brands. But now I'm strictly digital. Okay. So the thing is, I could we work with other brands and other things not outside of music. But the main uh, component is, if you're a clothing brand, whatever brand you are, you have to have some type of content. Even yeah. if it means I'm helping you create the content, but you have to have some type of content. You need something help. there. You need, I need something to, like, you can't just come to me and be like, yo, I got a clothing brand. Fuck with me. It's just like, yo, what type of content do you have that we can take your brand to the next level? And if you don't have any content, we need to talk about how we're going to create the content. Ah, got you. Because this right now, it's not even, um, in the music business, I always say lately, it's not even a music game anymore. It's a content game. If, you, if you're an up-and-coming artist and you don't got... A music video, you don't got no music videos, your songs don't exist. Nobody's checking for it. No, 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 because everything everything is visual. Everything is visual now, you know? Like, you can't just be that dude on the block spitting bars anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is visual. So, with that being said, I know you guys must have a, a lot of different artists come to you guys and, you know, help them with their marketing. Is there any artist do you see out there that you want to work with or you wish you had a chance to work with that they made Yo, moves, bro. like, without you? Bro, like, honestly, like, I'm not pressed to work with any artists, but as far as, far as like, artists that we want to work with, like, like, I'll put it to you like this. There's an artist that I've seen from... He's from PA, right? Yeah. I seen this artist since I was in college, hustling, getting his videos on World Star, and I like the, the nigga's music. He's stage dropping videos, and you know he's making traction. But the traction that he's making, it's not, it's not matching the effort that I've seen him be putting in over the years, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I could upscale this. I could, I could upstream this and make this go way faster, right? So I reached out to him. Like, on some, like, yo, this is who I am. This is what I do. Here's my website. Here's all my information. I could help, like, uh, put all this together, right? Yeah. And with me, all my shit is transparent. I put everything, like, there's no hidden, like, here's the clients that I've worked on. Here's the projects. Here's the case studies. Here's, like, you know what I mean? Like you look if if you want if you want to hire me you look through my website you look you're gonna figure out okay whether or not this is legitimate and you're gonna see right because this is this is almost ten years in the making yeah right yeah and like I sent it to dude I don't know I don't know but uh, niggas be high drunk I don't know but (laughs) nigga was just kind of like nigga just kind of lol'd me and like yo here's 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 my email oh my god only if he knew and only if he knew. You know, because I'll be honest, like, 
I, at times, you know, like I'll go and check, I'll go check my email address, and I have other people saying that they'll charge me this, that, and the third to make sure that you know I get these ad spaces and all this other, and it, it just, I'm like, all right, but like, who have you worked with? Like, I mean, I let me see something first. You like, you're throwing the information at him. Like but, when but, I start but, but asking, it's, for... it's not, it's, it's not, it's not even about like because I don't cold call email people, yeah. right? M- most of them, like I don't even say most, all of my clients come from referral or people who hit me up online. Yeah. So I, so me even reaching out to him, I don't even do that. Right? Got you. <laughs> but I just saw, I just saw something. I was just like, yo, let me send me, shoot me your email so I could show you what I've done for people. Yeah, and, and it was just kind of like, all right, fam. But see, like when I try to get to that, to that, to that um part of the conversation, like that's where it falls flat. Cause like when I'm asking, like, oh, so what you done before? Can I see what you've done? And then it's like, give me a second. And then it's like two months later, I'm still waiting on that email. You know what I'm bro, saying? Like, bro, I, I got, I got, I got one better for you. There's a client that we, we had. This thing, he got some shit, right? Yeah, bro. This kid, we was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's sign this nigga. Because we got relationships with labels. We could make that happen, right? Okay. And we was like, yo, let's sign this kid. But, but you know, years in this game, you get experience. You don't realize that like, you don't just go into deals with people. You got to, like, know what kind of mentality certain people have, right? Yeah. So, you know, we don't just jump into it. So, we, you know, we... We just kind of like, yo, let's work. Like, get the video ready, whatever. You still want to run ads on this, whatever, whatever. Next thing you know, the kid pops up talking about, yeah, I got a manager. And uh, the manager, he's um, he's connected with this gaming, with this gaming. Uh, he going he gonna to get me streams up on, on, my, on Twitch and all that stuff. He's going to get me exposure there. And how about this? How about you just come? Y'all just come and co-manage with, with, with him, me, and then we're like, wait, what? Who's this? Like, just out of nowhere. And then we're like, and, and then we asked, not to be fair, we're like, yo, who, 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 what artist has he break, broke before? And he was like, nah, I'm going to be the first artist that he breaks. And then we were like, all right, fam, you're good. Um, we're like, okay, so yeah, you could still be a client, but um, about the, that deal situation is his debt. Right. Yeah. And then fast forward like two weeks, two three weeks, he's on the line. Like, yo, you still trying to do that deal? <laughs> but 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 th- but that's why you gotta like not just jump into a situation because an artist like that, you jump you jump into a deal with them and you bring them to a you 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 you, you gas them up, you gaslight them, you, you juice them up, you bring them to a label, you trying to take it to the next level, and they're gonna cut your legs off right when you get there. That's wild, man. That's wild so, that so, artists so, do that. So, they tend to forget, like, the people that brought them to oh, where they are. Like, there's, bro, but, bro, this <laughs> is the story. The people who actually do this, this is our story. Like, I'm not, I'm just not the mixing nigga no more. Yeah. So I'm not the nigga that's going to be partying with you in a club and all this other shit. But it's just like, bro, Jens will tell you, anybody else will tell you, like, after the artist starts to get lit, like, bro, there's another artist we got lit recently. He just got. He just signed a major label deal off the work that we did. Right after he signed his deal, the first thing he did was unfollow us. Wow. Yo, this is this is how wow. it goes. This is how <laughs> no. It I've goes. seen it. I've seen it. It's just I, but, I just but, can't but, believe but, that but, they still doing shit like that. Even the new generation doing that, nah, man. But, but 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 it's just kind of like you gotta remember, like when you get gassed up like that, you feeling yourself. Once you get to that point, you literally feel like, oh, I'm here because of me. 
And like not for nothing, Chris Gotti, uh, he's one of the dudes who always gave gave me great advice for Murder Inc. Yeah. Irv's older brother. Yeah, yeah. Years years ago, he told me, bro, the artist, the artist always feels like they did it by themselves. Always. That's just part of the game. And after that, I never took it personal. He was, if he could tell me that, and then I've seen it happen to other people too. It's just kind of like, yo, that's why I, when niggas come to me with that, yo, be a part of the team. We're going to build something together. I'm like, nah, we good, bro. Here's, here's, here's how much I charge. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is, this, this right here, this is the quote. Let me know you fucking with it or not. Be- because, because when they go, <laughs> when, because when they take off, there's going to be a whole bunch of people in the mix trying to take credit. So it's like, if I got paid, I don't care who takes credit. Nah, yeah. Oh, man. Listen, bro, you, you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got a tough skin on you, bro, because now you don't really care. Like, you know, it is what it is. You're just trying to, you know, do Man, what you I, need I, to I, do, I, and I, that's I, it. Bro, like I told you what about happened with Rap Fast and all that shit, and I've, yeah. taken more lo- I've taken more losses than that. After you've taken enough losses and you've learned from your losses, it's just kind of like shit like that don't phase you. Because, But you know what? A lot of those artists, like, once they start, um, they get start getting that attention, and then they feel they forgot who got them there, Bro, I'll say about ninety-eight percent of them usually end up coming back humbled. Look at that! Look at that! And now, now they really gotta pay for their shit. <laughs> oh, at that time, and they come back. That, that some of them come back like, "Yo, I spent my money with such and such, but you know the shit wasn't legit." You know, yo, you think you could rock with me? I was like, "What? No, sorry." Nah, nah, bro, you had your chance, bro. <laughs> no hard feelings. It's just business. <laughs> But um, I, I seen you like some of the content that we put up, you know. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so I was some wondering. Of the... I was wondering. I don't. First off, I don't like talking about myself. That's why I don't even do interviews. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. It's so, all good. So, so I was like, we took sitting here talking about myself. I'm like, damn, when we gonna get to the wrestling? Yeah. Nah, man, I wasn't. I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna cut you off. And you, you were just telling stories, and yo, they were they were interesting, bro. You know, I got I got some questions in. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and. You know, I know some some people around our age group they kind of fell out of it. You know, probably like in the early early mid two thousands or whatever. Do you still watch it, or are you just a casual Yo, watcher? Like, what is bro, it? Bro, I, I I fell out of it in the, the mid two thousands when WWE just got a little too childish for me. Like, it just became more of like a a kids show than about wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nah, I like I kind of I, I kind of fell out of it. But then even while I was in college, I would still go dibble back into it. Like when this WrestleMania, certain pay per views, certain things happen, I just wasn't paying attention consistently. Yeah. But I always, I never completely stopped watching. Even right now, like I'm still on it. Like I'm on the network. Like I go to the show. yo. Matter of fact. I was supposed to be at AEW uh, Blood and Guts. Yeah, me yesterday. too. <laughs> me <Bro>. too. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to my boy um, Alec from Complex. He, nice. he had the he had the hookup on the tickets, and he was like, "Yo, we out." And then this quarantine fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, man. But, yeah, yeah. It kind of messed it, everything up, man. But but yo, if, if, I'll say this: if if you fell out of wrestling before, now is the perfect time to get back into it. Oh, definitely. This is. This right now, this is they they've been saying this for the last I would say about five years or so. This is like a renaissance period in pro wrestling, like with all the indies coming up, and then you got another big another big promotion at AEW coming, and Bruh, you know but, NXT but, but, but NXT AEW, is fire. And, and NXT is fire, but you, it's fire because of Triple H. No, nah, definitely. But 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 thing is, it's just kind of like 
they put NXT on at the same time as AEW, bro. Yeah. So I gotta like DVR shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not for nothing. I catch myself sometimes thinking it's uh WWF and WCW on at the same time, and I'm over here right. flipping it, channels it, like it, I ain't it, got it, DVR. If if it, 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 it feels like that, bro, because yeah. I remember when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to watch. I was a little kid in the '90s. I used to watch. Um, I used to watch Monday Nitro. Uh huh. Just straight up, just Monday Nitro, and then I remember like once um it would hit ten o'clock. Yeah. It was my bedtime, so my mom would be by the door like. Right. Ready? <laughs> we're going, we're going. But then, you know, by the time 10 o'clock would hit, NWO would be in the ring fucking some nigga up. So yeah, like, just wait, go, wait. So, so, so they would go like a little bit extra. And I'm like, nah, nah, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Bruh. And then when, as I got older, like when the 2000s rolled around, yeah. when the tides shift, yeah. that's when I would watch Nitro for the first hour at 8. And then fucking once 9 hit, I would be like, all right, I'm good. Onto Roy's War. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. It, those were good times, though, man. Like, nah, nah. WCW. That's really, that's really what got me into wrestling. Like, I used to watch wrestling before that. Like, I'm talking about like Monday Night Raw, like Daddy Cool Diesel. Like when WWF was on their real like costume character shit. Right? Yeah. I used to wa- I used to watch it then because my stepfather was into it. Um, but like when I got into Monday Nitro when NWO came out. That's when, like... Oh, that, forget about it. That, that opened the floodgate I, I, right there. I, I, I was tuned in. Like, I was obsessed, bro. Yeah. I was obsessed. <laughs> Yo, it, just that, and then, you know, over in the WWF side, in the same time, they had Austin coming up, The Rock, PX. No, they, no, they, they, they didn't have them. They didn't have them yet. I'm no, no, they probably, like, a year a year later, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were, they were starting to come. You, you know, you had, like, the Nation of Domination. No, you're talking about, like, 97... 98 You're talking I'm like talking So you're, about, you're more like In the 96 No nah, I'm talking about Like I got into it Yeah like in like Maybe like Late 95 96 Yeah yeah 97 yeah. And what? then once the tides Kind of shifted Yeah And like And like maybe like 98 99 That's when I kind of Switched it up When, when Attitude Era Really started going Oh at when they really Started going at it Yeah Yeah And and, and then And then I remember like Years later I was watching The The um, DVD Rise and Fall of ECW, yeah, and and I'm like, I'm like learning. I'm like, yo, Attitude Era was a straight bite off of ECW. Dude, ECW. I remember watching ECW when they showed it at twelve o'clock at night on Saturdays on MSG. Bruh, that's when I I, I got see- open off, of, and then now I seen that of uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. They're gonna have the oh, New, New Jack, Jack episode. Oh my god, bro, bro. When I saw. Dark Side of the Ring. When I first heard about this show coming last year, yeah, I was just like, "Yo, I feel like this would be a crime if they don't do an episode on New Jack." Oh hell yeah, they, they had to. to. And, and then, and then when I saw like the first season's episode, I was like, "No New Jack," and I was like, "No New Jack, no Benoit." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, of course, the second season—that's what they start with. First two episodes. Yo. You know, you know what episode last season that really caught me was um, the episode about uh, the Von Erich family. Yeah, that was a crazy ass story. Yo, because I remembered it as a kid. Like I remember all these motherfuckers dying. You know what I'm saying? And then I was just like, Yo, I didn't even know he had that many brothers. I was like, Get the fuck out of here. 
Bro, there was um the the one about like fucking Bruiser Brody, the first one. Oh my god, bro. That nigga that... got murked at the show. Yo, that was sad, B. And then people people walking around like nothing happened. Still. That's that's insane. Insane, yeah. bro. But yo, I will tell you this, but bro, when we was talking on, on the gram earlier. Yeah. Dog. I remember for the past few years, every now and then when I would like get in my get in that rabbit hole and I start watching shit. Yeah. I would just go on YouTube and just watch all those fucking clips of Sting coming down from the rafters. Yo, dude, that shit was dope with the black baseball bat. Dog, that like I remember for a few years for Halloween I was Sting. Even recently. Oh yeah, like, dude. For, for a few years ago. Like, that that should yo, that, that costume's still fire, bro. <laughs> like, bro, like I remember like for that whole year, he didn't talk. Said not, didn't say a word. Just that, like, just real morbid, just up yeah, in the rafters. Yeah, that dead stare. That dead stare. And then, when then finally, when he would come down from the rafters and then fucking just tear the whole shit up and then go back up. And sometimes, there was one called the Sting Army where he came in there with mad fake stings. Oh, yeah. And he was fucking them all up. <laughs> and he was one of them. Oh, and nobody God. knew which one was the real Sting. Bro, if, if, if you, if you, like, yo, like even even my girl, like I show her certain shit, cause she's kind of into it, right? Yeah. I I show her certain shit, like old shit, and that's what she gets into it. Like when I show her like the old classic shit that got me into it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, cause I'm like, yo, some of these old like storylines and like concepts that they used to come up with for that time, it's just kind of like I look at some of the shit that WWE's doing on fucking like Raw, and I'm like. Are you shitting me right now? Yeah. Like, you doing this when same, you know? Yo, the same company that was doing all that fly shit before, they doing some, I don't know. Like, I, I'll be honest, man. Like, you know, I, I watch it, but then I'm like, damn, bro, this could have been so much better. And then when they actually do something right, I'm like, yes, finally. You know? I, 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 think, I think that's his thing. Because I'm like, yo, like, it sickens me what they doing with Brock right now. With Brock? It's just, it's just like, I just don't like it. Cause fam, it's like this nigga's not even really a part of the show. He just pops up on pay per views to do his little match, and then he just I seen one where he pops up for the pay per view, does his match, walks out with the belt, and right when he gets behind in gorilla position, he throws the fucking belt at Vince. And it's like, alright, I'll see you next month. Yeah, that was like, that was uh, two years ago at Mania, I think. He yes. just threw it at him. <laughs> He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, fam, like, like, why are you? Like, why don't you push some of the people who actually, like, want to be here, my nigga? Like, yeah, but it's just, he's such an attraction, though, regardless. He's he's attraction for the kids, and he's an attraction for the kids and for the people who are not familiar with wrestling, but who know him from UFC. Yeah. He's an, he's an attraction, bro. And then, like, he makes, yo, when he holds that belt, it looks like so, something real. Like, we know wrestling is scripted, you know? But you see a, you see a nigga Brock size? Wrestling is, bro. bro. Bro, but not just his, not just how big the nigga is, but the way he like moves like a fucking running back. Yeah, he, that like, I've never seen no shit like that before. That, that yours. Right? That. And, and, and when you think about <laughs> when you think about like how tough MMA is, like you can't just walk in. You could like yo, Kimbo Slice used to fuck niggas up on the street. Then he he got, got into he, he he got into MMA and got clipped by some scrawny pink haired nigga. Word up, b. Like because he wasn't a, he he wasn't about that. He was just a nigga on the street fighting, just knocking that, niggas that, out. 
that shit is a whole different animal. And this nigga Brock went in. Like his first, his second fight, they put him up against the heavyweight champion. And, and he almost and No, he almost won. He almost, he beat the nigga up the whole fight. And he got caught in a fucking leg ankle lock and tapped out. And then they had a rematch and Brock whooped his ass. This is a, a complete amateur. That yeah. shows you like there's some exceptions to every rule. Yo, dude, just there's just certain people that could do it, B. There's certain people and, that could cross over, you know, make it happen, be be successful, and do what they do. And, and, and bro, like I'm I'm tired of people saying, and and I'm glad, like, cause now, cause I remember when I was at the source, right? Me and my boy, shout out to Terry, he graphics guy at the source, right? Yeah. He he was just like we used to talk about wrestling all the time, and then the content director used to be like, "Look at you, grown men." talking about this story scripted this you know it's fake right and we <laughs> had to explain we had to explain to her like yo there's a they it's a it's a work they know who's gonna win but this is not fake these are professional stuntmen like basically when yeah you, when, when you when you fall off like the top rope and you land outside the ring that shit still hurts when you land on the ring on your back. That shit still hurts when you like, when you fucking go through a ladder. That shit still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, and, and you doing that shit like five times a week. Exactly. Like, G. And like, like, yo, like pro, uh, like, 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 I, like, I have friends that are pro athletes, right? Yeah. Like football players, basketball players, like fighters, right? And they'll tell you, like, yo. WWE wrestlers is just wrestlers in general. That's one of the toughest professions to do. And them niggas is doing it like 300 days a year. Word. That's just one of the toughest jobs just overall. And then it's just like no health insurance, independent contractor. Like, yep. yo. Yep. They out there killing themselves just for the love of the game, B. That's, that's why it's just kind of like, that's why I don't like niggas like Brock Lesnar talking about. He quit. He quit before because he couldn't take... He couldn't take the the, the, the the role. No, he couldn't take the role. You know, the fans all over the place. And the, he just, he's a real isolated person. Like, he doesn't like being around people. So this is <laughs> this is definitely not for him. <laughs> nigga, nigga went to go live in the mountains. I remember I went to go, I went to go, we had, I had like a show I had to go to in Minnesota a few years back. And then I'm walking in the airport on the way back to New York. And I see Paul Heyman, right? Oh, wow. And I'm like, I almost fanned out, bro. I'm not gonna fuck. And I, and, I, and I don't do that. And I don't do that. Because, like, working in this game, I'd be around celebrities. So I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. But whenever, for some reason, whenever I see wrestlers, I'm just like, oh, shit. You probably just right? go back to when you was a kid, bro. Imagine when you was a kid and you would have seen somebody like that. You would have seen oh, you would have seen Hogan and the NWO just walking by. Dog. I see, <laughs> but, but, but Paul Heyman in general, just because, like, all that hard work that I had to put in, to make rap ah, fest work, yeah, yeah, to yeah. make rap fest work with no money attached to it, and I had to like figure out a way to make it work. And then I watched the rise and fall of ECW when I was growing up, and I know his story and how he like just basically ran ECW by a shoestring and just like like he just yep. made it work. Like that, that's an inspiration for me. You know what I mean? Nah, so that's why when I saw him, I almost fanned out. And then my girl was like, did you say something to him? I was like, nah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at him. <laughs> oh, and, then, and, then, and then right after him, I saw that nigga Corey Graves walking through. 
Oh shit! Yeah, I seen I seen Corey Graves at a uh, Wale Mania last year out here in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he was he was dumb cool, bro. There was so many people over there, b, and everybody. Yo, it was like the perfect mix of a hip hop crowd and just like wrestling wrestling fans. Like there was wrestling fans there that did not know who was the G Four Boys, West Side Gun, uh, <laughs> Smoke. They didn't even know what they were listening to. They was just vibing out and just chilling. That that. that, that that's that's the good environment to be in, bro. Yep. That's the best environment to be in. And that's why she yo, shout out to Smoke Dizzle. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Smoke Dizzle. Shout out to West Side Gun, yes. Conway the Machine, Benny the Book. Yo, shout out yes. to um shout out to my boy Drew. My boy Drew, I'ma say his full government, Andrew Henry. Right? Andrew Henry, okay. This, this nigga is one of the best ears in the music business right now. Like, he's been one of the best ears in the game for a minute. Like, I brought him into the business years ago when I was blogging for Flex and Enough. Yeah. And he was the one that used to keep me up to date on what's hot, like, a year or two before it gets hot. Oh, and like, so I, he I, got I an ear like that. Okay. He got an ear like that. Like, most of the new artists that's popping right now, he told me about them from before. Like, he should he should have an A&R job right now. He's just one of the niggas, like, he doesn't talk about himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't promote. He's not a self-promoter. But like, like, bro, when people are trying to get A and R jobs, they call him. Like, yo, what you fucking with? What you listening to? It's it's like it's like that, right? Man, they just they and, just taking his ear, and then oh man, yeah, and like, uh, that's why I want him to get his credit. Not but definitely. Like, he he like he's the one who put me on to West Side Gun and Griselda and Con- This was before they was Griselda. Yeah, he put me on to them back in 2014, bro. And then I was wow. just like, yo, these. And like, mind you, like, I'm, where I'm from, I'm from Rockland County, so yeah. n- niggas in the boroughs they consider that upstate, right? Okay, but but <laughs> but it's just like it's it's right there, but they still consider it upstate. Now, but yeah, just, like you know, like, it's just it's it's a it looks like a different world from the from the city. You know what I'm saying? So 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 now so now keep game. So now there's people from my town that was locked up with them niggas. Okay. So it's just like that, like, and it's like, I got my, my, my cousin, he live up there and it's just like, bro, it's wild as fuck up there. No, but hell yeah. Like people just don't know. Like, no, that's that shit is, that, dude, like no lie. Probably like 10 minutes outside of uh, Buffalo University. That shit turns into shit out there, bro. Bro, that shit is one of the most dangerous places yeah, in America. Yeah, B, bro. people think it's, it's not sweet out there, bro. And, and, and like, and like. The, the thing with them niggas, it's just for them to come out from that kind of city that's grimy and gutter like that, and then to still be rapping how they rapping in 2019, 2020. And make it pop. Dude, and, and, go and, 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 and then talking about wrestling, and then talking about fashion, and then talking about like luxury. They make art. gangster shit and art. Like, come on, dog. How can you front on them? Yo, when I seen them niggas on Jimmy Fallon, I was like, that's it. No, no. When I saw that, I was like, "All right, Hov." Word I, up. I see you. I see you. <laughs> and you, you, you seen it like in that video that they put out where Hov was listening to, I think it was um he was listening to um what was Sheen do before it came out, and you just mm-hmm. see it in his face. He's just like he put that ugly face on, like nah, God, but, but bro, but bro, that I think they said it. Like I was listening to some interview, and it was like, "Yo, Hov is like when he listens to like Benny the Butcher and shit like that. That's the type of like." That's the type of world he come from. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that that drug dealer rap. Like yeah, that, definitely. Like, if you listen to rap, bro, like, I'm not talking about, like, trust me, I'm not a hater. Like, I'm 32 years old, but, bro, I'm not, like, um, I'm, I'm, I listen to Uzi. I listen to Polo G. I listen to NLE Chopper and yeah, Wind yeah, Up. Yeah. I listen to all that shit. My, my friends from high school, they be clowning me like, yo, yeah, you listen to these alphabet niggas. <laughs> like, yeah, nigga, whatever. But, but I am from that era in yeah. New York. So, it's like, when the niggas rapping like that, like, when the niggas, like, you could tell when a nigga's rapping and the shit that he's talking about, he lived that shit. Oh, you can yeah. tell. You can hear it in their voice, just the way they deliver it, like the mannerisms and you know the the detail, the yeah. detail, like like even like if, if you if you and, and another thing, another misconception, like for the people who are listening out there in podcast land, people in certain cities, they think like everywhere outside of where they in, in certain major cities, they think everywhere outside of where they're from is pussy. Right? Of course. And, <laughs> and it's like and, and it's like if you travel you you'll realize there's hoods everywhere. Everywhere, every right? everywhere, and, and, bro. And, and, and the niggas and I and me, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not about that life at all. I've never been right, but yeah. I'm from I'm from there, right? Gotcha. And, and it's just like the 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 niggas where I'm from, they used to have a saying, "Yo, y'all niggas bleed how I bleed, y'all niggas breathe the same air I breathe, nigga." Exactly. So, like that, so, so, but I'm telling you, like in my hood growing up, like watching from afar, like, and then you see certain shit that these niggas, is, you know what the real shit is? Like when I'm listening to certain niggas that's talking about that drug rap or that street shit, when niggas is talking about the paranoia, yep. oh, they talking about the paranoia and like, like the fucking like drama and the niggas really like looking over their back everywhere they go type shit. When they talking about that, that's when you know it's real. Because I done seen older dudes in my neighborhood like go through that type of shit. It's just, a, it's like you said, it's just the detail in, in their rhyme. Like, like there's, there's only, there's certain shit that niggas that was really out there, really in the field did that if you hear it, you're like, yeah, yeah, this, this nigga's about that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just like, you don't have, no disrespect to the people who do do that, but you don't have to, um, you don't have to like have a gun in your videos to show that you about that shit. If you're really about that shit, it'll it will show in your music. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll translate. It'll translate. And and, and, and it translates. And, and that's why going back to the, the wrestling shit, how is it that like niggas like that who talk that kind of talk could come through talking about wrestling? Yo. <laughs> and, 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 and and shit that people laugh at and it be accepted. But it's because it's the parallel. If you think about it, like with hip hop and professional wrestling, like you look at hip hop, there's crews. You know, you got you got Griselda, Rockefeller, you had D Block. You know, all, all these other. It's Doug, the it's the, I, it's the factions in wrestling. Bro, you know, <laughs> when I when when I used to when I used to give advice to artists like up and come free advice. Now I yeah. do consultations. Nigga, fuck that. You're not wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> time is money, baby. <laughs> but but like I used to tell niggas coming up all the time. I was just like, yo. Be yourself. Yeah. Like, stop trying to copy this other nigga that, that you hear rapping that's successful. Be yourself. Because when you're yourself, that shit, when you're being authentic, that shit is going to translate so much more and it's going to take you so much farther. Right? And um, so, like, I used to always use the example. I used to be like, yo, rap is like wrestling. Right? Yep. And then they would be like, some of them wouldn't understand, but some of them would get it right away. 
And I'd be like, think about it like this. If you have The Rock coming through and he's got the swag with the shirts and the eyebrow and the glasses and all this and he's talking his shit, he's doing all this, and you got another black dude coming through with the same shit, with the same thing at the same time, that second dude, it's not going to go over so well for him. Exactly. Because they already have that. That, 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 um... That, that void is already filled. So, like, at that time when I was giving advice, I used to be like, yo, think about it like this. All these characters, they fill a role, right? So when you think about at that time, you say Drake is like the lover boy. Yeah. Cole is like the school schoolboy, like, athlete. Wiz is the stoner. Yep. Big Sean is the Detroit player. Yeah. Wale is like the poetic, Afrocentric motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I totally, they, I totally understand what you're saying. Everybody has their own link. Yeah, so it's like once you find your lane and you can master that lane, you'll be very successful. Yeah, you'll be as successful as you can ever be. But if you're like um, going in on someone else's lane, you'll never be as successful as the person who started it. That's true. That yo, wise words, my man. That is very, very fucking true, bro. But yo, um, yo, stick into the music. But what was your favorite entrance song of all time in wrestling? Oh my God, yo! I, I feel like I grew up waiting for a nigga to ask me this question, <laughs> <laughs> dog. Oof. Bro, first and foremost, let me just say that whole WWF Aggression album that came out in two thousand with all the rappers, I still listen to that shit, dude. Like, you remember the Rock and the Rock and Method Man video? The Rock and Method Man, bro. They had Dub C and Snoop Dogg on Stone Cold shit. That shit yep. was fire. That's fire. That was fire, they, kid. I remember they, that shit. Dave, yo, you know what was low-key fire on that shit? See Murder, Gangrel, I won't stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. But, bro, the best interest music, bro. Because uh, low-key, wrestling kind of got me into rock music, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, I'll say, yo, the, the old Triple H one. Which one? One tell this song. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> that one was fire. Yo, R.I.P. to the lead singer. He had passed away a couple of years ago. Who, who's that? That was Rage Against the Machine or not? Nah, nah, it wasn't Rage. It was um this band from Long Island. I forgot the name of the band. Ah, oh, I had it too. But, but um, uh, yeah. And then um, Jericho shit. Break oh, with the, the with the countdown. Oh my God! Like break the walls. That, if you, I don't that, know if you heard it, but in in the beginning. Of our intro here, that um, that bump, 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 bump. Of course, that that was that was from the count that we took it from there. <laughs> of course, of course. And then, yo, I'm not gonna front. I never really, the rock theme song. I liked it, but I never really like. It was just kind of like, like I like shit that's like I like the hard shit. I like shit that's aggressive, dark. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, like, I, I like I like the D generation D generation X anthem. Oh hell yeah. Uh, Yo, going back to that, you said the DX. Uh, the band was called Broken, and they Broken, were from uh, got it. yeah, they were from uh, Huntington, Long Island. Nice. I'm gonna definitely look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot. They did a lot of work for um, for WWE. They actually performed. I think it was for either Sean or Triple H at a Mania once. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they performed. They the the lead singer. He had passed away a couple of years ago. And then fucking um. What was it? 
I got because none. This is a good question, so you gotta give me some time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, I, I got fucking, you. Don't worry. Fucking um, when I was a kid, I liked the the Harlem Heat. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that was that was fire right there. I I used to like the Gangrel, like the original Gangrel joint. I don't know the why, like it, just something about it with the that that, that brooding music. That, yeah, that, that brood music. I, I that um, of course Austin's Austin's entrance music was fire with the broken glass. That shit. And then just um, yo, you know what's funny? Hogan when he came out like with that Hollywood persona. Oh my his, god, no! That that, that Jimi that, Hendrix. That, that's classic, bro. That's forever classic. And and then you know what's so classic about that? When you go back and watch the old footage when they would all come out as a crew together. Yep. And then they would be walking down the ramp and then that <laughs> music is playing and then you see Hogan just every step he takes, he's it, posing. Yo, it's and the he's swag, kid. And, and he's and he's just doing his, all his fuckboy shit. Like that's like, yo. Yo. And then and, and you watching that as a kid, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that nigga right here. Yeah, man. He had, and then he then he fucking fucking did it. he just made the mistake of a lifetime, that motherfucker, bro. Bro, they probably call me a nigga if you see me shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't alone. You ain't alone. Bro, bro, I was just watching um this thing on the network with him and Rodman. And um him, Rodman, Malone, and DDP. Oh right yeah, I, I seen that they yeah, I gotta I gotta check that out. I haven't checked it that, out that, yet. That that reminded me. I was just like, yo, that NWO era, bro, they yo, I saw some shit years ago when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall was talking about NWO. Yeah. And they were like, they actually got, like, the idea came about because they copied it off of New Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, the the swag that they brought to it at the time, they were like, they came out, they got that swag from gangster rap. Yeah, from hip hop. They, they're like, yo, we were just going to wear our, two, our, our bandanas like Tupac, they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like, and then they started like doing like the Diddy Bop walk yep. to the ring, all of like. Yo, listen, that, hip hop and wrestling has had a, uh, you know, a friendship for years. Like, yo, if you but, go but back, the, if you go back into the, the archives, what's the problem? The problem that I don't understand is like Vince never embraced that as much as he could. Yeah, I mean, at, at sometimes he did. Like, you know, when he had, like, niggas like, you know, like, Wiz Khalifa and Machine Gun Kelly perform, like, during Raw. And then he but had Diddy. Is, yeah, you uh, know. I mean, like, he, he's just looking for the biggest stars. Just like what, what he did with WrestleMania Five, The people that were performing at WrestleMania Five was Run DMC. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, niggas forget. WCW had fucking Master P come through with the No Limit <laughs> Soldiers, and they had their own crew. That's they, a forgotten moment in wrestling. Yo, C Murder, C Murder's the one that did the Wolfpack music. What? Yo, thank you. That's the one that was escaping me. <laughs> that 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 is my favorite um, wrestling entrance music ever. Yo, the Wolfpack music. That that shit was dope. That shit was dope. <laughs> yo, niggas yo. niggas had to be blood walking to that, bro. Dog, <laughs> dog, dog. When you if you go on YouTube right now and you type in NWO Wolfpack theme music entrance, yeah, and then it'll come up the first time they ever came out when they formed the Wolfpack and the first time they ever came out to that music on Thunder, yeah, bruh, they were like, <laughs> this shit is so funny, but you could tell the whole crowd was fucking with it, of right? course, and, and, and then they had what's his name, Conan, K Dog, yeah, K Dog, Conan, sat, sagging with the bandana all backwards, yo, right? with the one <laughs> then, button, with the one button like a cholo. <laughs> 
promise you, when you go listen to it, um, you'll hear fucking Tony Schiavone. Yeah, so this is the new uh, Wolfpack music, all right? Uh, yeah. nice, little, nice, nice little rap sound to it. <laughs> he ain't know what to say. That shit was so outside his element. Yo, but yo, shout out to Smoke Dizza. His, um... His mixtapes, um, ringside mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he t- he yeah, takes he, all that. Yeah, he snaps all that. He takes all that and redoes it. With Shout um, with with uh, with one eighty third, right? One eighty third. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, them joints is fire, man. Yo, now that you know we're still on the entrance music. Yo, what producer right now you think will make a fire entrance song and for what wrestler? Damn, yo, you know what? Like this is just me being like my biased self. Yeah. Because my favorite producers are like Alchemist, Havoc. Oh, yes. Like, like, I, like I said, I like Dark. Fucking, my favorite group ever is Mob Deep. Okay. Right? So it's just like, so that lets you know what type of beats I already like. Yeah, right? yeah. But like, if, if like Alchemist or Havoc could make some shit for like Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Yes. Yes, bro. Oh man, just make that shit so eerie, so dark. Yo, think about, think about if you ever heard this song on Schoolboy Q's album, his first album, Oxymoron. He yeah. had a song called "Break the Bank." Okay, that yeah. It. And it was just like some real spooky ass shit. That yeah. that type of shit. Nah, definitely, definitely. I I could feel that. Yo, that would be dope. That would be dope, just to just to mix it up for Bray Wyatt instead of doing all that hard metal. I mean, you know, I, you, know, I, you know who would really do it though? Who? Um, like AEW would do that. Yeah, yeah, they they seem more more prone to like let letting for, letting for stuff like that fly, like because as you as you can see with Ortiz and Santana, they had a Bodega Bams do they joint? Yeah, Bodega Bams. Shout out to him. He's another rapper yeah. be on that shit. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I was at um uh Impact Wrestling event. Where I think it was like one one of the last um uh, LAX you know Santana Ortiz the last time they were wrestling oh, yeah, for them LAX, and they brought yo they brought out the whole tan boys with them bro with the Puerto Rican flag Dominican flag waving I'm like yo this is crazy Sheesh. I felt I felt that hard because you know I'm Dominican so I felt that real good I was like ah this is I like this you I like you this got a Latin American exchange you got to yo word up <laughs> yo yo listen yo. you you my you my <laughs> island brother bro. What, yo, my nigga, real shit. A lot of Dominican and Puerto Rican wrestlers never really got. They just do, bro. Nah, man. Shout like, out to like, Los Boricuas, bro. Yo, yo, <laughs> Los Boricuas, fucking Sabio Vega. Word up, yo. bro. They ain't like, get they like, just dudes. Like, like they always used to talk about the Mexican wrestlers. Which shout out to them. Oh yeah, but, definitely. Like, they always put it. They always put on. Yo, yo, I remember when WCW did LWO. Bro, uh, I was, I, I was, was like, on, yo. I was on it, bro. I was I on was it. Like, uh, but one thing about me, I was like, yo, man, yo, some of these niggas not even Mexican. First off, they had like, <laughs> <laughs> they had like the LWO with the Mexican flag colors. I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah, man. I mean, because the majority of them were, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Especially... At, least LA, at least LAX, they let them come out with their own flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they represent the whole Latin culture, man. But yo, 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 my man, thank you for the time. This went past the the 20, 30 minutes <laughs> that oh, I told you. <laughs> my bad about yo, that, G. Th- but, thank you for having me, bro. It's no, like, no, it's this very, this was it's, a dope. It's very rare that I get to have like a real wrestling conversation. 
Yeah, man. Yo, we here, man. The 20 by 20 podcast is here, man. We're just trying to grow and, you know, grow, like you say, grow the content, you know, do our own shit, try to make it unique and, you know, hopefully the people feel it. You know, we, we got merch out there too, so. Yo, keep doing your thing, man. We keep trying. doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. And like, yo, keep, keep break up your, break up your content into pieces and, and, and drop that shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. On, online. Ah, man. Good looking, bro. I appreciate the words, man. But yo, you wanna you, you wanna plug yourself in, anything like that? You just wanna be like, yo, whatever. Oh, I yo, uh fucking uh on everything, I'm round at round face Rocco, R O C K O. Um my website is RoccoRathon.com, R O C K O R A T H O N dot com. And yeah, bro, like anybody's fucking with uh Music marketing, content production. Check check out my site. Check out what we do. Like we're literally like behind a lot of your favorite shit going on in the game right now. So yes, yeah. everybody that's hearing, please please do check them out. That, that, that that's the first time I've ever like plugged. That's why it, it, it sounded so like like awkward for me to say. Like I don't really like plug my work. I just normally just like I I probably make more money if I plug my work, but I just like to just let it speak for itself. Yeah, and it so, definitely yeah. and it definitely does, man. It definitely does. But yeah, but like once again, man, thank you for everything. And yeah, we, we took you know, we, we talk again soon, man. Definitely, definitely. Alright, my brother, be safe. Alright, you too. Peace. And that was Rocco. Great, great guy to talk to. He knows what he's talking about and his digital content and his media platform is huge. Yes, he's very humble and he doesn't like talking about too much of what he does, but he definitely, definitely has a great resume. So anybody out there looking to grow their content, grow their brand, you know, musically or anything else, he is the guy to talk to. And I'm hoping you guys like this episode of conversation fridays yes we're gonna bring it back every once in a while so just be on the lookout for that we got a couple of more interviews coming up next and i hope you guys like it this is nathan mcfly from the 20 by 20 podcast since woodrow's not here i'm gonna say shout out to the nation of domination hey also shout out to los boricuas <laughs>